can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. And I'm Matthew Tankard, co-host. Hey, Hannah. No, Matthew. <laughs> I just imagined you like that. <laughs> I've been teasing this photo that I was going to send you, wanted to send you this photo. So I was online the other day and this ad popped up. It wasn't Wish, but the site seemed quite similar to Wish. Really random looking products that you have no idea what they do. So I was so intrigued by this image that I ended up clicking through to find out what the hell it was. So I've emailed you the image of the product. Now, do you want to explain to people what the product looks like it's really difficult to explain so it kind of looks like a penis <laughs> but it also kind of looks like you know like a novelty like you could make your own sort of like icy pole out of it like you could put it you could put liquid in there and put it in the freezer and you know what's great about this as well hannah we definitely live in the age where if you're being given an ad it's because it's being targeted to you. So yeah. you clearly, it, it like, it knows that you're the target audience for this, whatever this product is. It's little and it's plastic. Comes in different colours. And it comes in different colours. Now, I want you to guess, what mm. do you think, I don't think you're going to guess what it is, but let's give you three guesses of what do you think it is. Okay, I'm going to come out the gate. Is it some kind of sex toy? <laughs> No, it is not. It's not a sex toy. <laughs> it looks a bit too sharp in some areas to be a sex toy. <laughs> like the back of it has got some like pointy. Yeah, it's not a sex toy. Is it something to like put your <laughs> finger in and then you can like hold something with it? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. All right. I could be on there. You're getting there. Okay. Yeah. What I said to begin with, it's, it's some sort of custom icy <laughs> <laughs> How would you make an icy pole? It's got there's yeah, there, it's you can't make an icy pole because it's all open. All the liquid you just yeah, that's true. Good try. Any other guesses? We're gonna upload this picture to the Beauty IQ group, by the way, just so this makes sense. All right, so I'm emailing you now, and you are gonna click on that link, and you're gonna tell people <laughs> what it is. Oh wow, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> It's a knotting assistant. You put your finger in it and then you can wrap like string around no, no, it. Oh, oh, balloon. It's a balloon tying yes. tool. That's literally what it is. It ties a balloon. That's so yep. funny because it looks exactly like a d Yep, yep. What's so funny about that is like, I wonder, is that how it had to look? Is yeah. that Was there like literally no other way? I feel like they did that on purpose because I immediately clicked through. Anyway, Matthew, <laughs> what is on today's episode? So on today's episode, we are talking to resident GP, Dr. Lucinda, about hemorrhoids. Hannah, I know you're really excited for that chat. And then you're going to be talking about your favorite scalp care products and the products we didn't know we needed. 
We're joined today by our resident GP, Dr. Lucinda. Dr. Lucinda, it's been a long time since we last spoke. I'm going to be honest, I've, I've missed hearing your voice. Oh, this has been such a long time. It's so nice to talk to you <laughs> again as well. I'm really looking forward to getting your opinion um, on what we're about to talk about today. <laughs> well, yes, I've been dying to talk to you about hemorrhoids. <laughs> Was this your idea then? <laughs> no, no. You know what I actually did though? Just when we were setting up before, I don't know if you noticed, I put like my Zoom mic and camera like on. Off, and yeah. I went I went and asked my girlfriend because she's recently suffered from hemorrhoids and I was like do you want to come on and talk about it and she's like oh. no <laughs> but she said I'm allowed to say that so it's very close oh. to home but I'm sure she's probably just as cringed out that you've now let everyone know that your girlfriend has hemorrhoids yeah well we'll see if I'm in, in the doghouse <laughs> <laughs> so I think let's start with what are hemorrhoids and what causes them? Well, hemorrhoids, otherwise known as piles, they're actually enlarged anal vascular cushions. And a lot of people probably haven't heard of vascular cushions before. No. (laughs) No? I shouldn't laugh. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm taking this very serious, you guys. I absolutely laughed when I heard anal cushions, so you're totally fine to do so. So they're basically, we normally have anal cushions within us anyways, and they actually help our anus to close after a bowel movement alongside anal muscles. And so they consist of things like blood vessels, smooth muscles, and connective tissues. And basically what happens when we get hemorrhoids is because there's been an increase in pressure in the anal canal, which makes the blood vessels in the cushion swell. So that's basically how that works. And they can either be inside the anus where you can't see them or outside. The increased pressure can be caused by multiple different things. So things like, you know, getting constipated by like not eating enough fiber. And then, you know, sometimes like not exercising enough because that also helps like our gut motility. If we're straining as well, so we're putting more pressure. If you've got prolonged diarrhea. We had a nice chat about the squatty potty on another episode. And so the way in which you're sitting on the toilet makes a really big impact and also if you're sitting on the toilet for too long even things like sometimes like anal sex can bring it on when you're pregnant there's a lot more pressure with obesity with increased age with heavy weightlifting and chronic coughing so anything anything that increases just living 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 in general because we're all going to come across (laughs) these things in our life (laughs) you're like not exercising enough i feel like that's a lot of people (laughs) i know especially me right now i'm definitely going to the gym today after work because i'm like oh god Prevention is key, Mm, especially for hemorrhoids. So these anal cushions are larger. What causes that? So the discomfort, normally hemorrhoids aren't too painful. So classically with hemorrhoids, you're normally bleeding with them. And then it's normally a sort of bright red blood just on wiping or goes over the stools. If it's uncomfortable, if it's painful, you want to be thinking of other things like tears, for example, because if the anal canal is a bit more narrow, it's more likely to tear if it's a bit swollen. But you can still get some discomfort. And that's probably just from a little bit of irritation, swelling, generally speaking, just from it being swollen and things trying to push against it to kind of get out, as it were. Are they quite common? They are pretty common. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. And the thing, the good news is that they they tend to come and go rather than sort of stay with you forever. But yeah, a lot of people might find that they get them and they just sort of disappear after a week or two, whereas other people might find that they might just keep on having them. They kind of stay ongoing, unfortunately. Yeah. So I was going to ask, how would you know if you had them? Because I was thinking, is there a particular like pain or discomfort that's unique to it but is it not Mm. that is it mainly just seeing if there's blood or if you can actually see it 
Because that's the thing. Sometimes you don't have any symptoms at all. And so, you know, the most common presentation is painless bleeding, bright red around the stools or just dripping into the toilet or just on wiping. Like you can sometimes get a bit of itching and a little bit of discomfort, like maybe a little bit of soreness and mucus from like the hemorrhoids as well. Sometimes people even feel like a lump on the anus or inside. And sometimes a lump, the lowest grade, because there's lots of different grades of hemorrhoids because we love numbering things. There's a grade that sort of, it just goes back up again if, if it is sort of coming out of the anus. Whereas there's ones where you have to kind of push them back in yourself and there's ones that sort of kind of just stay outside. So those are the main usual symptoms. Or for example, if you're feeling like you're unable to completely open your bowels and that's consistent, that would be something. But obviously these are things that we'd be thinking about please go and see your doctor if, if you're having strange bowel changes and movements and everything. <laughs> what are some of the common treatment options? Like so I mentioned, because sometimes they can just be very short-lived. So a lot of them get better within one to two weeks. So reassurance is one of them, depending on the severity of what people are presenting with. For helping with a bit of sort of discomfort or itchiness, you can use those sits baths where you're kind of just like hovering in a little bit of warm water and you've got sort of maybe Epsom salts in there. So that can relieve any discomfort or itching. But otherwise, it, you're kind of looking at trying to keep the stools soft. So that's kind of diet related as well as, you know, you can use stool softeners and laxatives and things like that. Again, if you're going into that realm and you don't know that you've definitely got hemorrhoids, definitely see your doctor before you start self-medicating with those kind of things. There are painkillers if, if it is really painful. But again, with we'll be thinking about are there any anal fissures or is there anything else going on? You can use ice. A nice top tip is you actually get sort of a rubber glove and you put water in it and then you, you freeze that as the glove and then you can oh my god no the fingers are a really good size just to sort of leave there not not inside but like just leave it outside you know it's a really good shape (laughs) to just sort of leave it there it's just funny watching you try to visualize it as well listeners can't see that but you're you're really trying to show the finger <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a real visual person here, guys. And so basically, the you know, there's other things like topical treatments that you can get from the chemist. So like Anusol, people have probably heard about. That's like an ointment you can put on the outside, or also suppositories that you can put inside. There's a, like a couple of other creams which then have steroids and local anesthetics in it. So steroids to help with shrinking and local anesthetics help with any like soreness that comes along with it as well. But then there's like more invasive methods if things are really bad. And that's when you're looking into getting them injected or using some electric current or banding or surgery. And I remember actually, this was, there was a funny thing that happened to me in clinic. There was this one patient that came in and they had this thrombosed hemorrhoid, which is basically where it's just gotten really swollen and very, very sore. And he asked me to sort of drain it with a needle. And I was like, there is no way that I am doing that. I am a GP. This is a managed in sort of hospital scenario. And then he came and saw me about three days later mm. and he was like, oh, doc, you're, you're not going to be happy with me. I went to a different GP practice oh, no. and the doctor kindly agreed to what I was asking for. And it's a lot worse. <laughs> and I was like, 
Oh my god! And it was massive. Like he couldn't poo. Oh. Basically, why would they do that if you told them not to? If like that, they need to go to a proper place for that. He wanted to risk it. I don't know, and that's why I'm just sort of like you know, when something is like this, please go to hospital. But yes, those are the kind of treatments and the ones of treatments that you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> basically, it kind of sounds like that. We were talking before, like, how do you get hemorrhoids? Like, what type of lifestyle would lead to hemorrhoids? And it kind of seems like one of those things where any kind of lifestyle can give you hemorrhoids. It just sort of happens. What lifestyle changes could help alleviate the symptoms of hemorrhoids? Avoid getting constipated is a biggie. So eating more fiber. So I personally love spilium husk, you know, get that tablespoon in the water first thing, you know, give it a stir for a, a second or two and just gulp it down. You don't want to go all gloopy. But then obviously things like brown rice, wholemeal bread, fresh fruit, veg, uh, leafy greens, those things will all be great as well as obviously drinking water. And then you want to avoid trying to get dehydrated. So trying to sort of limit like your salt, your fatty foods, your sugars to a minimum as well as alcohol and caffeinated drinks, it can actually dehydrate you as well and lead to straining. Obviously, everything in moderation, but, you know, if you're really, you know, suffering, you know, just, you know, just, you know what to do here with just trying to limit all this stuff. But then sort of improving your gut motility. So we talked about exercise. It really does help move the muscles in your gut as well. So that's really vital. And then, you know, pelvic floor muscle exercises as well can be really good for help strengthening those, those muscles there. Also, when you need to go, you need to go. So I want everyone to sort of listen to their internal calling. Once you miss the mark, it's all over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. As in if you if you need to go to the toilet and there's a reason that you can't go to the toilet, this happened to me traveling, it was then days and it becomes like worse and worse as the days go on until you, until you have to get a suppository laxatives. I'm not talking from personal experience. Of course not, of course not. (laughs) You can't miss the mark. Like, can you leave it? Is that travelling on buses is my, like, that's, yeah, that's the worst for me. Oh, good Lord. That's, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, it's hard. So just let it go, guys. Go on the bus toilet. Don't feel ashamed. Do not feel ashamed at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very normal thing. Do you know what I also find helps a lot, though? Matcha. You know that green matcha? okay. So I actually drink, like, an eighth of a teaspoon. I put it into my little hot cocoa in the morning and that really works. And then we've got your squatty potty. Uh, we had like a whole episode on squatty potty. Love squatty potty. Yep. So good. I use a bin, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, che- I've got um, my toilet rolls. Um, so just, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just step on those and that's all really good. Yeah, so those are like your main things there. And like also if you have got hemorrhoids, it's good to sort of try and cool them, like wash them a bit of cool water after opening your bowels as well, just to keep them nice and clean because if you do get little tears and then that can be quite sore and they can get a little bit infected sometimes as well so just a little top tip whilst you're using the toilet and we're chatting about that stuff but yeah that's mostly it like some people talk about pressing on the muscular area between the vagina and the back passage which is called your perineum when you're on the loo and apparently that helps stimulate a reflex in your muscle tone and your rectum to help you poo easier. I haven't tried it personally, but, you know, top tip, potentially gonna, for yeah. desperate measures. <laughs> <laughs> 
And are there any complications or risks associated with hemorrhoids? Yeah, so the most sort of common ones really are if they twist at all or if they get really swollen and we call them thrombose. So it's it's sort of like strangulation at the base of the actual hemorrhoid itself, which can lead to like a clot formation, which is very painful, purple, very tender and swollen. And so if you get anything like that, I'm sure you would seek medical advice, but you need to basically go to hospital straight away. So don't even bother seeing a GP, just go straight to ED because those things actually need to be ideally surgically operated on within 72 hours. If you do miss the buck with that, it's fine. They, they, they generally do sort of settle down, but you know, you want to try and get surgical treatment ideally if you can, if it's if you're suitable for it. But yeah, sometimes like anal sphincter spasms are a thing as well. So they can just sort of lead to spasms in your muscles, but you can get treatment with painkillers for that if needed. Yeah. And then potential infection if you've got a, like a tear in it or something, and then you know, you've got sort of a bacteria, lots of bacteria in that area, and it just sort of overgrows. So sometimes that can be the case as well. And I guess getting anal fissures and tears are potential too. And that's basically where you've literally just got a cut and it can be really quite sore. So it can take a lot longer for it to heal. Thank you, Dr. Lucinda. As always, very (laughs) in-depth. Love. Thank you. I hope it's not too (laughs) in-depth, especially with a gloved rubber finger. My favourite part was visualising the glove, uh, the frozen glove and the finger, the frozen finger. That was was a highlight. Great. I'm glad. (laughs) Great way to start the day. <laughs> we are going to be talking about scalp scrubs today and why it's so important and also rounding out the best scrubs depending on your hair type, depending on what you want, depending on what your routine is. So, do you take care of your scalp? No. No, I didn't think so. But, Hannah, I have a question straight off the bat. You have oily hair. No, dry hair. Oily skin. <laughs> wow. Oh, oily skin. Okay, dry hair. All right. So, regardless, if you have dry hair and you're using particular products for that dry hair, would different products create different issues for your scalp? So, the biggest issue that I find with scalp is product buildup always. Like, I'm so sensitive to product mm. buildup. So, if I'm using like dry shampoo oh, or like even anything that adds volume and then gets into the scalp, my scalp starts to get really itchy. And the only way to deal with it is to then scrub it like to actually steep like you know if you don't exfoliate which you probably do know because you might not exfoliate as much as I do (laughs) if you don't exfoliate like your face like for me I start to get breakouts because all of this build up on your face you start to get like you're not actually getting rid of all that oil from the top layer of the skin yeah so I just find that like this is one thing that I don't think people do enough of. Like it's just that extra product that you feel like, oh, I don't need anything. For, I don't need anything for my scalp except that you exfoliate your skin. So your scalp is your skin, and you need to take care of it. And if you want to like reduce the irritation, there's a really great article on Adore Beauty. It's everything you need to know about the six best scalp scrubs in 2023. I've chosen slightly different scalp scrubs from the ones that I have tried. But basically in this article, it says scalp scrubs also benefit different scalp conditions by balancing oily scalps, exfoliating and hydrating dry scalps. How many times am I going to say scalps? The word's going to lose all meaning soon. Soothing itchy scalps, (laughs) removing product buildup, dirt and debris. So I find that for me, 
when I've got product buildup, that's when I start to get like, I need to soothe the itchy scalp and I also need to like get right in there and get rid of. So I would be doing it once a week for sure. And that's probably what they recommend. I did read that recommended is about once a week, but then if you've got like a super oily scalp, you might want to increase the frequency. So where would that sit though in like your hair care routine? Would you do it after you've used your hair products? Mostly you would do it before you shampoo, but it really depends on the product. So I can get into the products now because each product kind of is a little bit different. And I've basically done what I believe is like the best X, the best for X or Y. So I feel like the best, and you must remember this, the best overall scrub is the Christophe Raban Cleansing Purifying Scrub with Sea Salt. Yep. She's a little bit bougie. She's $71, but honestly, it's hands down. I was, you know, trolling the internet last night looking for what beauty editors thought the best scrub is, and this was always it. Every single article I read, this was like the number one pick. It is so good. And even though, you know, back in the day, even just like three, four years ago, there weren't that many scalp scrubs. There's heaps now, but this was always the one that people spoke about. You would remember. Well, yeah. And I think I was sent it when we were Ah. doing Mr. Video IQ. And smells so So good. good. That's what I remember. I literally got up to the picture then and I was, I got like this sense memory of how good it smells. So, some of the benefits of the Christopher Barnes scrub, it's got a pH 5 to help rebalance the scalp. It detoxifies to provide relief to sensitized or oily scalps. It removes buildup from hard water, excess oil, dead skin and products, refreshes the scalp by sweeping away debris and stimulating blood flow. It's got a soothing and cooling sensation and it's also sea salt based and is infused with calming ingredients and hydrators to prevent damage or drying. It's actually, it doesn't say here, but it's much more of like a sort of a, it is a pre-shampoo, but it's kind of, it really foams up. So it is kind of also like your first shampoo. You do shampoo afterwards, but very like a kind of purifying shampoo, but it's not really a shampoo. So you would do that before your shampoo. It is such a good product. You need about like one little scoop. A little goes a long way. And I would say this is, yeah, it's got like 325 star reviews on our website. Go read the reviews. You know, I'm sure you'll see how much people love this product. Next, we have the best for oily hair. So I really like this one. It is the Coco and Eve Like a Virgin Deep Clean Scalp Scrub. This one is like a mixture of physical exfoliation and chemical exfoliation. It's also got volcanic ash and coconut shell. So that's the physical exfoliation element. But then it's also got AHAs and BHAs. Other thing that I really like about this one is the peppermint oil because you can smell it. It has like a really, yeah. yeah, it has like a really nice scent to it. And this one as well is a pre-shampoo scrub. So you'll kind of get your hair wet and you'll scrub it directly on the scalp. I like to leave it on for a little bit just because of the chemical exfoliation. So I just leave it on there for a minute or two and then rinse and then you'll use your shampoo and conditioner. It does say here like it's particularly popular with those who feel their hair gets oily really quickly. So yeah, if you've got oily hair, this could be a good one for you. Yeah, and I see that it also boosts volume at the roots of your hair as well. Would that be common with lots of these scalp scrubs where it's like it would also focus on 
hair health? I haven't noticed, like, I mean, my hair's so buffy, so how would I know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want any extra, like, volume. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure there are. There's definitely this Christopher Barn treatment. I I don't know if it's a scalp scrub, scrub, but it definitely does this, like, massive volume. It's like a gives you massive volume. So that's for oily hair. The next one is for dry hair. So the reason I've chosen this one, it's the Virtue Exfoliating Scalp Treatment. Virtue, their products contain alpha keratin 60KU. That's their patented ingredient. It's like a keratin that is really moisturizing, really great for dry hair and for hair repair. So you would assume that Virtue would do a great scalp treatment that was also nourishing. It will detoxify the scalp. It'll remove dead skin but it will also condition the hair. It's got like a whipped texture. In terms of the exfoliation, it is physical and chemical as well. It's got BHAs and fruit enzymes plus rice scrub. So I feel like this one, if you've got dry hair, but you all, because sometimes scrubs can dry the hair out a little bit. So if you've got dry hair and you don't want to do any drying whatsoever, you probably would want to go for something like this. All right. So if you can't see your scalp skin... (laughs) You know, okay, so if we're talking like chemical exfoliants, all this kind of stuff, if you're using chemical exfoliants on your face skin, you'd be able to see if you've overdone it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you'd be able to see that you've like gone way Mm. too hard. I wonder if with your scalp, because you can't see it, if you need to be way more conscious if you're overdoing it with like chemical exfoliants, because you have no idea. you're, You're completely blind with it. I think that's why they say once a week and then if you've got oil if you've got a lot of oil and build up you might want to do it a couple like maybe like two to three times a week. Could I just say something? Now that we're talking about scalps, I don't know if you're experiencing this. I'm having like phantom itchy scalp. Oh yeah. Have you- yep. <laughs> Because we're talking about it. I've become like ultra. Yeah. I, well, I just can't stop thinking of being in like primary school and we've got like lights through your hair. That's what I'm imagining with these scalp scrubs. <laughs> Good question. But yeah, I think just like anything, you know, see how you go with once a week and then you can build up. But I definitely do. I do once a week to get rid of any product build up to sort of have like a fresh base for the week. So the next one is the best liquid exfoliant for your scalp. Now, some people won't like physical scrubs. Like they'll find them maybe a little bit awkward to use. I mean, I do love the physical scalp scrubs, but if you're looking for something that's purely a liquid exfoliant for the scalp, I am obsessed with this. It's I've spoken about it for a product I didn't know I needed. It is the Aveda Scalp Solutions Exfoliating Scalp Treatment. It is a liquid gel exfoliant. It removes buildup. It unclogs the hair follicles. It's really like refreshing. It's probably one of my favorite products that I've used like more recently. It'll help to remove excess sebum from the scalp. So if you've got like a really oily scalp, the reason it's really good for sebum build up similar to your face skin, it's formulated with salicylic acid. So this one will like you know, it really gets into the wall of the pores. If you're looking for something that doesn't have any physical exfoliation and it's just chemical, I would go for this one. Finally, no, 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 this is not finally. Sorry, we've got more to go. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, second finally, this is the best like physical scrub that you can also use on your body. So it's a body and scalp scrub. So if you're kind of looking for a double up, this is the one for you. It's the Kevin Murphy Scalp Spa Scrub. 
it's got a gentle physical exfoliation. I have used this one. It is, it's kind of like a creamy texture, but it's still an exfoliator. So it is like, it would be good for your body as well. So you use it as a pre-shampoo scrub. It does feel weird Do it all. to use a scalp scrub on your body, but like it's been formulated for the scalp, but then it, like obviously the scalp is skin. So then you can, you can easily use that one on your body. I just feel like, you know how everyone always makes fun of, us guys for using the three-in-one, you know, shampoos, body oh, yeah. whatever. You're doing the same thing. You're doing the exact same. Yeah. You, you've got this two-in-one scalp slash body scrub. <laughs> so, the next one is the best shampoo that's formulated. Sorry, the best scalp shampoo. So, this is a shampoo. If you've got like ongoing scalp irritation issues, you've got like always discomfort, you might have flaky scalp, so you really want to like focus in on like a shampoo. L'Oreal Professional Siri Expert, they have a scalp advanced shampoo range. The one that I have used, which I've spoken about, is the anti-discomfort shampoo. It's got niacinamide in there. It sort of will help to soothe scalp discomfort. It will also, I, I found it, it wasn't drying. It was like really nice and nourishing. It'll help to hydrate a dry scalp. Dermatologist approved. So they also have two other shampoos in this range. So if you're having serious scalp issues and like a scrub just isn't, you know, a once a week scrub isn't going to cut it, I'd have a look at these shampoos. So they've got one for anti-oiliness, they've got one for anti-dandruff, and they've also got that anti-discomfort shampoo. Really, really nice shampoos specifically for the scalp. And then finally, wanted to talk about a scalp serum. So you can use like a concentrated scalp treatment. You don't need a serum for your scalp, but it is something you can add into the routine if you want. So Virtue have a topical scalp supplement, it's called. It's basically a serum for the scalp. Basically, it's skincare for the scalp. It'll nourish, soothe. So this one's got the alpha keratin 60KU, which will help to balance and repair the hair. It's got hyaluronic acid for moisture, peptides to revitalize and also ceramides. Beautiful, beautiful skincare ingredients that will will definitely, if you really want to give your scalp some extra love and care, you can go for the serum, the Virtue Serum. So that was everything. How did I do? That was great. Thanks for doing all the heavy lifting on this one, Hannah. I promise I'll do the next one. (laughs) I've tried so many scalp products. It's become a real like buzzy thing in the beauty industry is scalp care. Mm. So I think that's why I've tried so many different products. But I've got to say, if you don't have a scrub and you're like, there's too many products, I can't do Christopher Barn. Yeah. Just go for the Christopher Barn. It is a, like it's a favorite. It's cult. It's cult for a reason. You won't be disappointed once a week. It'll last you so long. Yeah, I would definitely go for that one. And it smells good. That's my contribution. All right, Hannah, <laughs> let's go to the products we didn't know we needed. <laughs> products we didn't know we needed, as is tradition, we're not doing my products we didn't know we needed because I got nothing. So we've got Jazz Riley, who is a beauty editor at Adore Beauty. Thank you for joining us, Jazz. Hello, thanks for having me. Uh, what did you have for us today? So I am chatting about the Benefit California Kissing Color Bar. 
This is a little random one, like truly a product I didn't know I needed. It's literally just like a tinted lip balm that I got gifted and just have been obsessed with ever since. Nice. It has the nicest pigment. It's really solid, has a really beautiful color, but it also has hyaluronic acid and mango butter and some other nourishing ingredients in there. So it's kind of like, I would say like a lip balm and like a lipstick hybrid. And it's just really good just to add a touch of color, especially like working from home days when I'm not wearing makeup. Like it just makes me feel a little bit more put together, just having like a little bit of color on my lips and less dead looking on my <laughs> fair skin. You know, the feels in winter. Yeah. <laughs> but that one, I have the color Nude Rose, which is just a really nice pinky everyday color. But there is, I believe, 12 shades that you can choose from. And yeah, it just feels really nourishing, smooth, cushiony and super buildable. So definitely worth checking out. And only $39 as well, which I think is pretty good. Nice. For this week, it is the Who is Elijah? I love their fragrances. Have you used Jazz, their fragrances before? Yes, yes, big fan. They're so good and they're like really affordable. Yes. I think they're at such a great price point. I have these little like 10 mil because I always forget to put fragrance on. So I chuck this in my bag and this is a new, I think this must be the new one. It is so nice. It's called Morning After. Oof. So it is basically it blends woody leather and musk accord. So I would I, – I, I don't think it's a hot man smell necessarily. Mm. They're all quite genderless though, I feel, like all their fragrances, you really can kind of. It definitely is more of a gender neutral scent. Yes, it says fresh. That's the right word to describe it. It's fresh. So it's almost green at first and then it dries down into like a more sensual and warm blend. It's got notes of iris and violet and musk, cedar, leather, And it says here, comforting yet intoxicating, 100%. Like, you know, when fragrances describe themselves, Mm. I don't know how they describe themselves so well, but this really sums it up. Comforting yet intoxicating. I would say if you are looking for some really nice fragrances, I would go, they've got the Who is Elijah, I've got the little packs where you can get the three, like 10, I think they're 10 mil in like a pack. So you can kind of try three different fragrances from the range. I would definitely give that a go. I am really into their fragrances and I love the new branding as well. They've got like a whole all new branding. So that's mine. Love that. I'm going to jump in on this product. We didn't know we needed it because I think this oh. is perfect. Yeah, this Ooh. is my first time doing it, Jazz. We've been trying to find a cologne for me <sighs> and uh, I really mm. only started <laughs> with the one. But it was recommended we were interviewing Byron Cook and uh, Byron, this is like his go-to. I've been using it and it smells so nice. It's got, look, the notes are, the base is rosemary. Just a reminder what the fragrance was called again. Oh, yeah, of course. It's Izzy Miyake <laughs> Fusion de Essie. I'm trying to like incorporate it in my lifestyle because I've never really done that. But me and my housemate, Eddie, we just keep, because we never really have cologne in the house, we just keep using it for like, no reason. <laughs> Like, we'll just be like, we'll be going into a meeting, like a Zoom meeting. But, oh, put it on. <laughs> yeah, so it's got base of rosemary and cardamom, heart and peroxide, head, lemon and coconut. So heaps of that that I don't understand. <laughs> but it, a general snapshot of it is that it has like these warm spices kind of energy with like these citrus mm. notes at the top as well. I'm loving it. I feel like I'm going to continue on my journey a bit 
I don't know. Like, do both of you like swap the type of perfume that you use, or do you have like a signature scent that you like to keep to? I swap. I don't mm. really have a signature. Same, and it also kind of just depends on my mood. Yeah, where I'm going. Like I'll have something a little bit sexier, maybe spicier if I'm going out, but then during the day I might just wear something lighter. I think it's good to have a selection. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why I have it in my head that I'm like, no, I got to have one and that's it. Well, my boyfriend has one. He has an Izzy Miyake as well and he just uses the one and then it's weird because then you know the scent of the person, which I like. Mm. I like that. Like you always, that's their scent and you always like know that they're going to smell like that and I like that. So I think just stick with the one. Mm. Don't complicate things, I think. All right. Well, thank you, Hannah and Chaz. (laughs) (laughs) Very conflicting answers. (laughs) I'll figure it out. (laughs) I know you love Hayley Bieber. She's your favourite influencer model. (laughs) Yep. Love it. You know what I was going to say when you, when, uh, you sent me that TikTok? This is just how out of it I am. I was just like, oh, yeah, what did you think of the idol? You thought Hayley Bieber was in the idol. I got her mixed up with Lily Rose Depp. Oh, oh, they look nothing alike, but... Yeah, I don't know why. She is actually Justin Bieber's wife. I could not look away at her TikTok. So, she posted this TikTok recently of her skincare routine, and she's using $768 worth of products, according to Alua. And a lot of the products, obviously, are from her Rode skincare brand. But Mm. the thing that I was kind of the most blown away with was like how many dewy products, like just layer Mm. after layer after layer. And I just, as I was watching, I was was like, do you know how much my skin would be pilling right now? Like there's no way my skin could take that many products on top of products. So, she starts with a peel, pumpkin peel, and it does look a little bit pumpkin-y. And then after the peel, she uses her road glazing milk. Then she uses Vint. I don't know how to say that. But anyway, she uses a serum. Then she uses a facial treatment device, which I was totally sold on, like just watching her do this. Yeah, what is that? Apparently, it's like a wand that helps products penetrate deeper. I'm sold. (laughs) Then she uses the Road Restore Barrier Cream. Then she uses, obviously, her peptide lip treatment. But then she goes in again, I think, with the milk. There's a lot of like adding more and more glow and glow. And she looks like a glazed donut at the end of it. She looks amazing. But the thing that I'll say... Anytime I watch Hayley Bieber, I'm just like, firstly, I'm not getting any more tattoos, but I just want to get long nails and hand tattoos. She looks so good with hand tattoos and long nails that I want to get hand tattoos and long nails. Let me advocate for tattoos. I feel like because, you know, you're always doing Beauty IQ with Joe, and for some reason Joe has such a prejudice tattoos. against tattoos. And I know that you've been getting tattoo removal, removal. And, I'm not saying it's, and I'm not saying it's because Joe's gotten all up in your head, but- Tattoos are cool. I like them. Yeah, she has this amazing face massage, which I also really loved watching. And then the other thing that I couldn't look away from, did you see her diamond ring? Oh, yeah. Were you watching close enough? Oh, my God. It is enormous. It's amazing. Whenever I watch her do her skincare, I just love all her rings and, like, I just love her hands. Her hands make skincare look really exciting. If you had infinite cash, like I assume Hailey Bieber has, would you have that expensive of a skincare routine or could you not be bothered? To be honest, I probably do. Oh, you do now? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Easily. I think because I use SkinCeutical. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And I use like a lot of cosmeceutical products for sure. I reckon my skincare routine would be 
around that price. I actually wasn't that overly shocked because she is using a device. Like that device, let's have a look at it. It's called MediCube HR Booster H Facial Treatment Device. It's $300 on Amazon. So that's probably the bulk of the skincare routine actually is because I know her road skincare products like are very affordable. Oh, they've actually said in the Amazon used by Hailey Bieber. Oh, wow. <laughs> it creates electro passageways, allowing your skincare products to penetrate deeper and deliver enhanced benefits. I just want to ask, are you off tattoos now? I won't get any more. No, but I do love her hand tattoos. I won't get hand tattoos. Don't worry. I'm not getting any more. The removal was has been too painful. Honestly, if you want your kids not to get tattoos, <laughs> they should get tattoo removal <laughs> to know how painful it truly is to get it. I don't know how that would work, but you could get like a tiny little tattoo for your child and then make them get it removed and they'll never get another tattoo after <laughs> That's really bad parenting advice, I'm yeah. aware. But I'm not a parent, so I no. don't know. I don't know what's the norm really. So, but yeah, maybe show them a video of like a grown man getting a sleeve tattoo removed. I'm sure there must be videos online. Plenty of recordings of you screaming getting it done. Yeah, but I have a low pain threshold. <laughs> we know that. It is freaking painful and I will never get another tattoo after that. All right. Well, Hannah, I'll see you next week. Oh, I'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.